Hello, and welcome to Rainy Day Podcast with your host, <laughs> me, <laughs> which is uh, River here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm also here. Hello. And that is Nico, who is also here. Um, so, how have you been? <laughs> I, I've been good. How have you been? Uh, I'm alright. Busy, you know? Getting all planning this podcast, getting ready for school. Are you ready for school? Because I'm not. <laughs> yeah. And, like, fun fact is I like to set timers while I'm filming the podcast so I know exactly how long it is. And I was going to do that, and then I forgot to press start. <laughs> so it's going to be a complete surprise, is the moral of the story. Um, cat's meowing. Hold on. Well, 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 cat's meowing. I guess I'll give an intro to what this podcast is about. So, um, we're gonna talk about true crime, mythology, and a bunch of paranormal stuff. Uh, Nico here will be your mythology Mythology person. (laughs) Mythology host. And I'll be your true crime host, and we'll both be your paranormal host, but not today. Today, yeah. we're going to be doing true crime and mythology, and, uh... Starting with mythology. Starting with mythology, each episode will start with it, I guess. Um, so, um, speaking of starting with mythology, would you like to start? <laughs> I would like to start, and I'm doing Heracles. Fun! And- and Heracles was the son of Zeus and Alcmini, and I apologize if I say any of this wrong. To be honest, probably we're probably going to pronounce a lot wrong. <laughs> uh, I could have done a deeper, like, information thing about it, but I didn't. Cause <laughs> I was excited. So. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway. Hercules was originally known as Alcides. Alcides. (laughs) And was born in Thebes and raised as a prince. Which is, like, Uh, totally different from the Disney story. We learned that he was, like, raised by, like, poor people in Thebes. But he was actually a prince, so Disney lies. Eventually, Heracles became a shepherd when his stepfather um, set, sent him away for killing his music teacher by hitting him over the head with a liar. A liar. A liar. Just be like, music teacher, you're too stressful. I'm gonna go hit you over the head with a liar, and then I'm gonna lie about your death, but then I'm gonna get caught anyway. Like, why did he just, like, yeet his teacher in the head? Like, that's not cool. I think he got angry at his teacher for some reason. <laughs> that doesn't justify it. Like, I'm I'm angry at you, teacher. I'm gonna hit you over the head with a liar. <laughs> when you say that, I just think of him hitting his music teacher over it over the head with a uh, with a person. <laughs> with a liar, a literal <laughs> liar. Okay. Okay. Uh. Uh. This is unrelated, but. 
<laughs> it's important for the rest of the story. Hera was Zeus's wife and the queen of the gods. Ah, uh, yes. Zeus had cheated on her with Alchemy, but she didn't. Al- Alchemy didn't know that he he was Zeus because he disguised himself as her husband. Ah, uh, yes. And one of and Hercules was born as twins, and <laughs> and uh, one of them was Alchemy's husband's child, and the other one was. Zeus's child. Yeah, I mean, literally all Greek mythology is, is Zeus cheating on his wife and yeah. creating children. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's that's all it is. <laughs> great, great job. Okay, anyways, well, being a shepherd and doing shepherd-like things, you know? <laughs> shepherd-like things. <laughs> Heracles encountered the Cetharian lion who had been harassing cattle. <laughs> He'd be like, cattle, you not looking cute today. <laughs> <laughs> and so Heracles catches and slays the lion, and the the king of the place where he was shepherding, because I forgot what its name was. Anyways, uh... Uh, was overjoyed by the slaying of the lion and allowed Heracles to sleep with one of his 50 daughters each night. Each night was a different daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Also, 50 children? Yeah. They couldn't have all been with the same woman, right? That's a lot. It's a lot for one person. I don't know. I don't know. Going forward this history, uh, Heracles eventually goes mad. Surprise, surprise. And, but, oh, I messed up. Anyway, the, 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 um, he, he, he marries Megara, okay, and then oh, yeah. he burns three of his children and two of his nephews alive. Yes, burns them until they but are. also different views on that myth. Yeah. That's the one we're telling you. He made his children and his nephews crispy and his wife got mad. (laughs) Very different from the Disney story. (laughs) Yep. Um, okay, after this Hercules er, Heracles, which is also Hercules. Heracles is the Greek version and the Roman version is Hercules. Uh, he goes to the oracle, and the oracle tells him to change his name from Alcides uh, to Hercules to appear. Uh, Heracles okay. to to appease Hera, and then travel to Tyrens to allow the enemy to decide your punishment. Ah, uh, yes. And he does this, and the the the. The punishment is the ten labors, which is he's most famous for. Yeah, it's really what he's Labor. famous for. <laughs> oh, interrupted you. No, it's fine. <laughs> okay, labor number one, which was the Nemean lion. Ooh. Uh, he strangles it, and uh, that uh, the lion 
the lion's skin, I'm sorry, can't be pierced, so he strangles it, and he wears the lion's skin. When when you said he strangles it, I'm not going to say the exact quote from the song, but I thought of Corpse, who is a YouTuber and musician, and I think you can figure out the line I'm thinking of. I can't, but okay. Okay. Okay, the second labor was the Hydra. Ah, uh, um, yes. His one nephew that survived. There might have been more, I don't know. The one that wasn't burned alive. Brings Heracles torches and prevent that prevents the Hydra's head from multiplying because the Hydra multiplies heads when you cut off one of the heads. But he failed this task because he got outside help and that was against the rules yeah but also like imagine having your like your cousins and your brothers literally burned to death and you're gonna help the guy who did it (laughs) Uh, what i I, I don't know mythology's weird Uh, the, the third labor was the golden hind of artemis Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, apparently, in, in my notes here, I only have that. So, moving on to the fourth one. Yeah. Uh, he goes to... Sophus, I think that's how you say it? And kills the... Kills uh, the beast. I don't know how to say that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with... Or... Er, er, Ermenthian? That sounds fine. <laughs> okay. Bore and takes it to the king after its defeat. He takes it to the king. Oh, what a bore. <laughs> okay, it's fine. <laughs> what labor are we on? The fifth one? We're on the fifth labor. Okay. The fifth labor, he has to clean out the mortal cattle poo. <laughs> the poo that had not been cleaned for 30 years and so he took a he he used water to clean it out and he cleaned it out in like less than a day and it and then he tried to get paid for it and so it didn't count yeah cuz he tried to get a reward even though these were supposed to be punishments you don't get yeah. rewards during punishments. Unless you're a child, and then you're put in the corner, but for some reason, you're given a lollipop. <laughs> Hello. For the sixth labor, he had to drive away the Stymphalian birds. Oh yes, the birds. The seventh later labor. Okay, we're doing that now. Got it. <laughs> uh, was to capture the Cretan bull. The eighth labor was the mares of Diomedes. I don't know how to say it, but you know, I'm trying. I'm trying here. Yeah. Right. It will all this this whole podcast will definitely get better after the first episode because that's how it always works. 
Did you typo? I have no idea. Anyways, well, that was the eighth one, right? This is this is the ninth flavor, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to get. Oh yes, it was a typo. I I wrote fretch instead of fetch. <laughs> <laughs> the belt of. Uh, the queen of the Amazons, because I don't know how to say her name. Oh, yes. But, you know, Hera, being jealous, interferes and says that Heracles is trying to kidnap the queen of the Amazons. And things were gonna go smoothly, but they didn't, because Hera. Because Hera. (laughs) And... He has to kill the queen of the Amazons for the belt. Womp womp womp. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay, and then now note that he failed two of the labors, so he has three left, even though we were on number nine. Yes, he failed. Number ten was the cattle of Garon, I think, maybe? And there's a lot of cattle in this story, because the Greeks like cattle, apparently. (laughs) He had to seize the red cattle. And the, the sun gives him a golden cup for shooting at it, because the son is impressed with his bravery. And the cup turns out to be a ship. ship. (laughs) And then complications occur. But eventually Heracles gets the cattle back to the king, who burns them to sacrifice them to Hera. And apparently there's also a lot of burning, because the Greeks like to burn things. (laughs) Indeed. And when we were taking notes for this 11th labor, um, I accidentally wrote licking instead of collecting. So in parentheses, I just have licking and then collecting golden apples from the nymphs. (laughs) He, He tricks Atlas into helping him and frees Prometheus in the 11th labor. And I'm sure I'll do another um, episode with this entire story, because it's interesting, I think. Mm. And the twelfth and final labor, because he failed two of them. Yes, great job. Was to travel to the underworld and bring back Severus, which translated to English, Severus is spot. 
So Hades named his dog Spot because Severus is Hades' dog and the guardian of the underworld sometimes. <laughs> I don't exactly know how it works, but we'll get there in a later episode probably. I feel like most definitely, yeah. Uh, and he can't use weapons that he brought to defeat Severus, so he, he chokes Severus and brings him back, and he's passed Poor all dog. His and the goal of this, of these labors, was to try to gain immortality, or that was one of the incentives that he got, I think. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> gain immortality and then he had to please Hera? That's like the whole point of this. Y yeah, I think so. And so he gets remarried because, you know, burning your children alive is a very good cause for divorce. <laughs> and he achieves immortality eventually. His wife... This is, this is a backstory. So his wife had a shirt that was given to her and she'd been told that it was a love potion. And it, in case Heracles ever, like, lost interest in his wife, she was told to use it on him. Uh, so, eventually, Heracles did lose interest in his wife. And so she used it. Oh, and snap. he put it on and was burned alive, again with the burning. <laughs> Again with the burns. You know, has been silent this entire time. Finally steps in and tells Hera that enough is enough. And it it and he sends Athena down to make Heracles immortal and bring him to Mount Olympus. And he becomes a god of sorts. <laughs> and that's the end of my Heracles myth. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! On to you, River! <laughs> I mean, your story was really interesting, so I'll give you that. Okay, so my f Maya case comes with reference photos, so I'm just gonna text you these photos just so you can vis oh, okay. visualize stuff, you know? Okay. Um, so first, my case is about. Lizzie Borden. So now you're getting a picture sent to you of Lizzie Borden. <laughs> because okay. you gotta know what the woman looks like. I got it. Okay, so on August 4th, 1892, in Fall River, Massachusetts, oh I didn't mess up on saying that, <laughs> Andrew and Abby Borden's bodies were found in their home, hacked and brutally murdered. Dang. <laughs> they were believed to be killed with either a hatchet or an axe. Do to I don't really fully like I kind of know the difference between a hatchet and an axe. It's just like the shape of the the stabbing part. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. You know the part you'd use to chop wood. An axe yeah. it has doesn't have that little back part it's thing just the yeah the thing the thing on the end you probably have you guys have no idea what i'm talking about probably because that was a horrible explanation we'll put pictures somewhere yeah we'll post them on insta and stuff um so yeah. abby had been believed to be axed 
18 times and Andrew 11 times. So that's quite a lot of times, especially when Andrew was axed 11 times in his face. Oh! And that, Abby that's... was axed 18 times, mostly in the face. That's fun. Their bodies were found in different parts of the house, and the only evidence they had was a handle, handleless hatchet that was found in the basement and that had been cleaned. So it's just a hatchet without the handle, you know? I guess smashing in people's faces breaks a hatchet. Huh. <laughs> but, so, Andrew's body was found in the living room because he, I'll get to that later, and Abby's was found in the guest room. So now we're going on. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if we should stop the video. I'm not fully sure. I'm just gonna keep talking. Okay. So, since I haven't gotten another chat because Nico's mom came home. Which isn't a bad thing, just to let you guys know. Um, so if we don't hear from her, that is why. Probably talking and stuffs. So who was in the house? And until- I'm just gonna keep, keep talking until I'm told not to. <laughs> who was in the house? So, okay, Nico is back. <laughs> okay, who was in the house? 32-year-old uh, Lizzie Borden, who was unmarried at the time, her sister Emma, 41, who was also unmarried, Andrew and Abby, who were the victims in this case, Bridget who Sullivan, who the family called Maggie, which was the maid, and jo Uncle John Morse, who was just visiting town. So, Emma, the sister, had been out of town at the time of the murders, and at 10:40 a.m. Andrew decides to oh my gosh to take a nap in the on the living room couch and Miss Borden was at the doctor's office. At 10:50 to 10:55 a.m., Lizzie claims she's in the barn and that Maggie was sleeping. At 11:15 a.m., she, she said she heard and I quote, "heavy fall and subdued groaning." She then headed inside and she noticed that the screen door had been open. Maggie then woke up hearing, Come down quick, father's dead. Somebody come, somebody's come in and killed him. Which is what That's Lizzie nice said. Wake up huh? That's a nice thing to wake up to. Sorry, I interrupted. Oh, no, it's fine. You're allowed to. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like, Oh, I'm gonna take a nap. Oh, I'm awake. Oh. Your dad's been butchered. This is not what- this was not in my job description. I just came here to clean the house. <laughs> That's fun. She then ran downstairs and said Lizzie was wearing a blue, unstained dress and there was no sign of a struggle towards um, Mr. Borden's death. And Mr. Borden was said to be asleep when he was murdered. But also, I was thinking- if you're axed in the face, like, hit once, don't- do you think you'd wake up? 
Or do you think you'd be totally gone? I think it would depend on where you were hit in the face because there are some like survival stories I think that people get hit in the face with like a knife or something. Yeah. So I don't know if he woke up just like and then was like, oh, like imagine, I don't know if he did, but imagine waking up with an axe in your face or sorry, a hatchet. Like, you were just trying to sleep, um, and now you're dead. Um, Lizzie then asked Maggie to go and fetch the doctor who was across the street, and the whereabouts of Abby, the stepmother, was unknown. Maggie fetched a neighbor and claimed that Lizzie said, Oh, Maggie, I'm almost sure I heard her come in, speaking of Abby. Go upstairs and see if she's there. Maggie and the neighbor then found the body of Abby Borden. So, I am going to send you two reference, I'm going to send you a couple reference photos. The second one is going to be of Andrew and Abby, just so you can see what they looked like before, um, the hatching. Is that what you'd call it? I don't know. And now I'm going to send you what they looked like after. It's actually, it's not that bad since the case happened years ago, so the, the photos aren't that explicit, but one posted on Insta, I'll make sure to do like a TW situation so you guys, which stands for trigger warning. Oh my god. Right? Okay, so you can't really see Abby's face, but just know it wasn't good, and there's like a pile of blood by her, and Andrew's was, you can, I am surprised they knew that it was their father. Um... So, she was thought of seeing the murder of Andrew, Abby was, and because of this, Abby fled upstairs. So, that's what they believe. Like, the person had killed Andrew, Abby ended up walking in, and decided, I'm gonna run upstairs, you know, to try to get away from the axe murderer. Um, Both of them had been hit in the head with with the hatchet multiple times, and their skulls had been broken, which showed that it was a crime of passion. And they actually have pictures of their skulls. I did not save them to my phone, but there's, like, literal holes in their skulls. Huge holes. So, literally, whoever did this broke their skull. (laughs) Which takes a lot. So, now we're gonna get into suspects. So, suspect number one is, of course... Lizzie Borden, whose this case is named after. Many believe she is still guilty today. So her motives could have been was Andrew was quite wealthy. His wealth today would have been about $10 million. Um, however, he was very frugal. So, like, he was, like, he just didn't give away a lot of his money. And Maggie, the maid, said that the Borden family was very frugal and ate a mutton-based diet. And Lizzie was supposedly smiled when that was said due to the fact that when that was said, they were in court. So not a great place to smile. I don't know, maybe she's reminiscing of the times when she was poor and her family. Maybe she's like, oh yes, dad was quite frugal. (laughs) But I don't know. And then five years before the murder, Lizzie had a falling out with Abby, 
which made Lizzie call her Mrs. Borden instead of mother, which means it's probably a serious fight if you're calling your stepmother Mrs. Borden instead of mother. Um, so the dispute was because Andrew was going to buy a house for Abby's sister instead of buying one for his daughters, so Lizzie and her sister Emma, which is like no reason to hatch someone in the face for, but like also not cool. <laughs> um, after the murders, the two inherited the house and later bought another one in a wealthy neighborhood in Fall River, Massachusetts. So Lizzie's answers in court were not consistent and she said that her father had not brought up that he had a will, and she said he did not when asked if he had ever talked about his will, because another possible motive is, like, he was rich, so they were thinking, you know, she's probably after the will. But, yeah. And supposedly after the murders, Lizzie burnt a dress and said that there had been paint on it, so that's why she burned it. But, like, why would you burn a dress just because there's paint on it? Oh my gosh. Well, that's not actual paint. Like, she said there was paint on it. You know? Which, like, if you're burning a dress, like, maybe wait till the court date. Or do it privately, you know? If you really don't want to get caught. Like, why are you burning dresses, like, a little while after your parents are murdered? You know? Not, not great. Doesn't make you look great don't recommend i mean i don't recommend murdering your parents either but just no (laughs) it is said that she could have done the murders in that dress and changed into the blue dress while maggie was sleeping but that time frame would have been very quick and dresses back then took a while to like put on and off and sometimes you would need like assistance you know due to there was like corsets and there was like just a lot of pieces So, then, at the trial, a pharmacist said that Lizzie tried to buy a poison called Prusik Acid a day before the murders. Which, again, does not make her look great. Right? I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks buying, trying to buy poison the day before your parents' deaths doesn't make you look great. But then, at the end of the trial, she was found. Are you ready? Not guilty. (laughs) That's... Yeah. Good job, court. (laughs) Good job, court. Even though she was found not guilty, people still didn't believe her. They even made up a nursery rhyme. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax, and when she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Which, like, isn't true. Her stepmother got 18, and Andrew only got 11, so nursery rhyme, kind of a lie, but you get the gist of it. She axed people, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, she disliked this rhyme, and children would even go to her house and taunt her with it. So oh. imagine you're just trying to read, sip your tea, whatever they did back then, and out of nowhere you just hear tiny children being like singing a little nursery rhyme about how you supposedly axed your parents. Not a common thing, you know? Yeah, that, that wouldn't be fun. 
Yeah, you're just trying to sip your chamomile tea. <laughs> I don't know, she seems like- No, she seems like a mint tea kind of person. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so now we're going to suspect number two. John Vinicom Morse, by the way, who was the uncle. Um, so, Mr. Morse here was the brother of Andrew's first wife. He was unaccounted for from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. So, remember that the murders happened at around, like, 10... 10.50-ish, you know? Yeah. 11... It was, like, really anywhere from, like, 10... Late 10 to, like, early 11 o'clock. So, like, he was unaccounted for throughout the whole entire murder until after. Which isn't- which isn't good. So, Richard Little, a math teacher, wrote in a book about the case. John claims he was visiting a sick relative with the town doctor. The same doctor was looking at the bodies of Mrs. and Mr. Borden at the time, though. So, so sounded pretty sus. <laughs> I don't know if you agree, but, like, you couldn't have th thought of a better excuse? Like, the town doctor was- what? <laughs> but anyway. Apparently not. <laughs> Abby was also found dead in the guest room, and that was the room that John was staying in. So, he could have easily... Like, remember, they didn't know where Abby was in the beginning. They, like, had no idea. They thought she was out. So he could have easily axed her first while everyone was sleeping. And then gone downstairs. But, like, also at the same time, it, it doesn't fully work, you know? Someone had to scream... Or you at least hear, like, the axe happening. Not if you're getting hit in the face, though. Good point. But you'd still hear, like, for example, this is as loud as an axe would sound hitting something. Like, I'm just gonna knock on my wall that's next to me, but you would hear... Like, don't you think that's loud enough for, like, someone to notice? But... But they also probably had, like, bigger houses back then. No, their house, this, their house wasn't, because remember, Andrew was frugal. So their house wasn't huge. It was two floors, and it's probably, I mean, you guys don't know where I live, but it's probably as big as my house. <laughs> and especially in old houses, you could hear everything going on. Like, if I'm in my house, because I live in an old house, I can hear, like, my sister downstairs playing while I'm upstairs in my room, sleeping. I don't know. It just sounds strange to me. According to Lizzie's testimony, Jean may have known about the will. Here's what she said. Question. Did you know of your father making will a will? Answer. Ooh, dog barksy. Hear everything. No, sir, except I heard somebody say once there was one several years ago. This is all I ever heard. Question. 
Who did you hear say so? Answer. I think it was Mr. Morse Q. Oh, Q. Oh my gosh. Question. Not Q. <laughs> what Morse? Answer. Uncle John Morse. So, he might have known about the will. And then, again, little the guy who wrote the book about the case says that a failing livestock business between Morse and Borden could have been a motive. They believed he could have used a meat cleaver because he was a butcher. <laughs> That's fun. But also, I was thinking, like, if you're a butcher, you're made to do precise cuts. Mm -hmm. So why would you just ax someone in the face? Crime of passion. I know, but a crime of passion could also be cutting someone up into little bits, you know? That's a lot of passion right there. Because there was a serial killer who was a butcher, and he did that once. I don't know. Now, suspect number three, Maggie. Maggie was asleep in the room above the guest room, and even said she may have not been asleep at the time the murders happened, though she did not hear the murders occur. So, also, either it was a floor above or a floor below... I'm pretty sure it might have been a floor above her, was the guest room where Abby was murdered. <laughs> I think if you, if you were to be awake during that, you would probably hear something. Exactly. And so the video I was watching, they tested it out. So one of the guys stayed upstairs in the room, and the other one, like, pretended to, like, start banging on stuff. And you could hear it. <laughs> I don't know, Maggie. Pretty sus. So, and she also said she wasn't fully asleep. So she was in that state of, like, almost being asleep but not full, you know? And, like, I know that, like, if my, if something creaks in my house, it wakes me up and startles me. But if someone's getting hatched 18 times in the face, I think I'd hear that. <laughs> Well, you'd hear the bangs, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Pretty sus, Maggie. And now, suspect number four. Some people say Lizzie and Maggie could have done it together. Okay, so this one's a little bit... It, it, it turns a little weird turn. Because many have written fan fiction about the two and said that maybe the two were romantically involved and that Abby found out and then they killed Abby, and then killed the father. And in later years, Lizzie was even said to have a crush on an actress, which is said to have made her sister move out. Like, I don't- I think this is my- this is the one I don't believe the most out of both of them. But at the same time, I kinda do, you know? Like, I believe part of it. Like, I don't know if they were- romantically involved i mean it's possible but i don't know because the theory has literally no other evidence but again this isn't fully crazy because their stories may not totally align alone but when put together some things make sense like her putting on the dr putting the dress back on and having alibis for one another because remember 
one of Maggie's stories was like, oh, yes, like, she was putting, like, she had a clean dress on. But again, weren't dresses hard to put on at that time? So it could have easily been Maggie who helped her put the dress on, and then... They just lied about it. They lied. And they both have alibis. So the picture I just sent you is of Uncle and Maggie. So, I don't know. I find that a little bit strange. But, so that concludes my notes. So now I think we should share where we got our evidence. Who wants to go first? I just have to pull it up, so you probably have it up already, so. Yes, okay, so my evidence for this was a a video titled The Murders That Haunt the Lizzie Borden House, which was by uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved. It's a very great video, so you you guys should watch that because they're, they're... I don't know how to say this. They're fun. Not the things that happen. The things that happen aren't fun, but the two guys, Shane and Ryan, are really funny, and they're actually wrapping up the whole entire, like, BuzzFeed Unsolved, like, this year, which is sad. Really? Yeah, the last season. Oh. For both, uh, uh, crime and, uh, supernatural. So, bummer. (laughs) I know one of your videos was Crash Course. Yeah, it was. I'm trying to get the exact... Oh, I just read the bottom. It's uh, Heracles or Hercules, a problematic hero, Crash Course, World Mythology, number 30. Which is also very great. You should uh, go watch um, Crash Course Mythology. They're they're really fun. (laughs) I have this book that I own, and it's uh, Greek Myths and Tales part of the epic tales series and i can't find an author on it actually but it says on the cover that it was forwarded by richard buxton interesting and uh um I can always put a picture somewhere on it, so somebody, <laughs> people know what it is. Yeah, well, also, we can also, uh, link. Include links. Yeah, we'll do the links in, uh, the bio or the video description, um, so yeah. it'll be easier for you guys to watch the videos or buy the books or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that kind of wraps up our stories. I don't know, I liked yours, Nicole, it was fun. I liked yours too. It was it was really interesting. Yeah, good thing you didn't call it fun, cause I I think we did a good job on this. Yeah, we did pretty good for our first episode. Um, yeah. So now this is when we plug stuff in and tell people to follow us and where to follow us and how to email us, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah. uh, Nicole, how can they find us on Facebook? Oh, okay. So th- this was. A- complicated for me to figure out because I'm running the Facebook. The Facebook. 
Okay. Anyways, so we have a page called uh, Rainy Day Podcast, and we also have a group, if I can find it, because I am on the Facebook thing. And I, I have to, I don't want to get the exact name, so. Our group is also Rainy Day Podcast, and they're linked, so you can find us on one another. Yeah, and but I'll just say it now to make it easier. Instagram is rainy underscore day underscore podcast. Our website is rainydaypodcast.webnote.com with a little slash. And then email is a rainydaypodcast at gmail.com. So if you email us, we will try to get back to you. No complete promises, but we will most definitely try. <laughs> we are busy people. Kind of. Sometimes. Yes. We're going to be busier because of school. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, thank you guys for listening, and we hope you listen in to the next episode, which we will be filming also today. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. We'll take a little lunch break, but, yeah. Thank you, guys. Goodbye. Bye.